welcome to We Have Spoken, a Mandalorian podcast by Children of the Force. Today we're talking about Chapter 3, The Choking Hazard. (laughs) (laughs) But also, the actual name is The Sin. The Sin. We still don't know why it's called that, do we? Uh, I think we got some ideas. We can talk about it as we talk about the show. Keep that in the back of your mind as we talk about the show. Oh, like the order of like... It's a sin to mm. undo the guild order? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah you could look at it that way, yep, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, so The Sin, third episode of The Mandalorian, directed by Deborah Chow, who, uh, you know, a lot is being said, and rightfully so, I think, about, you know, she is the first live-action Star Wars director. Nice. Basically, or this is the first live-action Star Wars thing that's been directed by a woman. What's a non-live-action Star Wars thing that... Oh, I think there were some Clone Wars episodes and Rebels episodes. Yeah, I think. I'm pretty sure. Um, Yeah, so... Good job, Deborah Chow. uh, Yeah, right. And 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 it was a great episode, so she's a great director, which is... Yeah. You know, can't imagine they would have picked a bad director to, you know, direct this episode, so that makes sense. Um, But yeah, the fact that, like, here we are talking about the first woman Star Wars director is, is kind of a product of... Hollywood and and the the movie making and television making industry, right? And just s- society being you know sexist in general, um, but also the fact that it took this long, right? It took Star Wars this yeah. long to do it. That also kind of perpetuated that industry standard of having men direct, you know. So so like yay for Star Wars for you know breaking that barrier and and getting you know diverse directors and stuff but also kind of like uh, boo for Star Wars because it's been 42 yeah. years and you were part of the problem but you know um, things get better and we don't have to dwell on on the past and look toward the future and uh, and how things are are getting better um, you know it should be half really because you know women are actually over half of the population did you know that like 51, oh, yeah, 51% or something. So it makes no sense that, um, you know, that men than... would be, you know. Uh, Why are there more women than men? I don't know. Uh, there just are. That's just the way the way it works. I don't know. I'm not sure. I'm sure there's a, a genetic reason maybe or a, a societal reason. I'm not sure. It just works that way, you know. Uh, might be a chromosomal reason, you know, like the, you know, there's just the odds of a baby... You know, uh, the odds of the chromosomes lining up the certain way to, to determine whether uh, fetus is, you know, male or female is just weighted just a little bit toward female. I'm not sure. I don't know. Anyway. Um, but, like, does it count, like, does it count, like, transgender people? Or is it, like, the, the sexes which they were born? Are you talking about the percentages? Yeah. Like, the statistics? Like, is it the percentage that they, like, is it the percentage when a child was born, what I sex they gave to them? Or is it, like, what they are? I don't know. Okay. <laughs> it's, it's, <laughs> that's the simple answer is I don't know. I'm not going to pretend to know. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I just don't know. It could be, maybe it's both, you know, both ways. I don't know. Um, yeah, so, so this episode was, uh, written by John Favreau. Uh, not all of them are, most of them are though. Um, and, uh, and, uh, you know, the credits also say the Mandalorian was created by John Favreau, which is like, yeah, okay. Uh, and based on Star Wars by George Lucas, of course. Um, yeah, so, so this episode starts off with a symmetrical ship approaching a planet shot. Um, so like, you know, usually we see a ship kind of coming from the top or coming from the bottom. And, and this is like the ship is, is right down the middle of the screen. The planet is completely perfectly centered in this, in the shot. Isn't it's that, pretty rare to see. Isn't that kind of how a new hope started? Well, yeah, but the planet was, um, you know, it's, it's below, right? Oh. Yeah. And then the ships are oh. coming from overhead. You know what I mean? So like, this is like just straight off. Kind of cool to see. Um, there's a director, Wes Anderson, that made me think that if Star Wars was directed by Wes Anderson, every single shot of a ship 
approaching a planet would look like this because he directs everything symmetrical not everything but he's known for his symmetrical yeah yeah like i feel I like, like symmetry like i am obsessed with symmetry like <laughs> i need see. symmetry in my life uh, but also like i feel like movies like just are smoother mm. and better if it's not everything symmetrical wes anderson does amazing things with symmetry you really? Should, uh, I need to like see a, stuff. There's a supercut of like uh, the best symmetrical um, shots in Ooh, all of his movies. Does he do? <gasps> I need yeah. to see them. Um, I don't know if you've. Well, the one that he's done that we have never watched, but I've always wanted to watch, is Fantastic Mr. Fox, which is like an animated movie, kind of. Um, About oh, he what? also does. About um, what? He also does uh, Isle of Dogs. You know that movie Isle of Dogs? What? No. What are those about? Oh, those are like uh, like stop motion, I think, movies. Um, so he mostly directs movies for kids? No, but those are two movies that he did direct that are for kids. Oh. Um, the Life Aquatic is another movie he's done. Rushmore. Um, ugh, I've seen a lot of his movies. They're really good, but they're not really meant for kids. Although some of them. Ooh, there's that one about two kids at camp. This boy at like a all boys camp and this girl at an all girls camp and they meet and they they run off together and they get lost or the people think they're lost but actually they're just hiding out and then good. like everyone searches for them it's so funny it's so good it we should watch good. that i, I can't watch i can't think it. of the name of that one now it's a really good movie anyway wes anderson not star wars uh, <laughs> so uh so grief harga calls the mandalorian mando and so from now on i think i'm just gonna call him mando it's easier mando. Yeah. um you know, a uh, fun story. We actually know his name. Why? Um, I have read his name. I can't remember what it is because I read it and I'm like, eh, I don't know. I don't really feel like thinking of him that way yet because they haven't revealed it on the show. But Pedro Pascal actually said what his name was in an, like, inter- in an interview. Like, he's not just like, just oh, yeah, like his name is this. Yeah. No, he just, he just said it. And like Disney knew that I he said that. it. Nobody. What? I watched that with you. Did you see? Did you, did you hear his name? Oh, did you? I don't Do you remember, remember that. It? I don't remember, I it, remember either. it either. But I was there with you. Oh, I didn't. I forgot that. That's funny. I think it's. I don't know. I don't want to say it. Just it's not a spoiler, but at the same time, like okay, we yeah, haven't heard it's it fine. In the show, I don't so. want to know it yet. So Mando, it is. Uh, he tells Mando via hologram to deliver the yodlet directly to the client, which is what they call. Uh, even in the subtitles, that's what they call. Uh, uh, Werner Herzog's character. So, um, so yeah. It's so funny because Werner Herzog seems like just such a like a Star Warsy name. Yeah, they honestly could have used. <laughs> it's like yeah, they could have used name. that for his like, name. Like when you said when Star- you referred to him as Werner Herzog because we didn't have a name yeah, for him. Yeah, yeah. I thought that was his Star Wars name. <laughs> That's hilarious. It sounds so oh, Star Wars. That'd be so funny, Moff Herzog. Yeah, <laughs> that'd be great. That'd it's be so great so if this was called him that. Don't you agree? One thing I need to say about the shoe show. Uh-huh. The shoe. Really big shoe. Really big shoe. Yeah. We still haven't seen Cardoon. No, next episode. And we though. still haven't seen Moff Gideon. Um, yeah, I don't know when we're gonna see him. I hope soon. And we still haven't seen that one woman. Hmm. Right. Who like touches his cheek or whatever? Oh yeah, her. And also the assassin yeah. my played guess, by my Ming-Na Wen. Right, Fennec yeah. Shand. Yeah, uh, everyone's so I excited know. to see her because she I like know. plays Mulan right. and like all these awesome people. Uh huh. So. Yeah. Um. Yeah, you know what? That reminds me of a tweet that I tweeted uh, that I want to read to you kids because, kind of, I I think I made a decent point and I hope that it, I'm not right with it i said oh, uh so hmm. i said so do we think the mandalorian will continue to receive the best disney era star wars fanboy seal of approval after its first non-masked speaking woman appears on screen i sure hope so but let's not pretend it's coincidence if it doesn't okay you do make a good point there i think explain that to me in your so- own words <laughs> <laughs> Those are my own words, but okay. okay so a lot I, of people are saying, like, this want, is the best Star Wars ever. Why can't all Star Wars be this good? Well, we haven't seen a speaking woman in this show Without yet. a mask. The only woman who has spoken in all three episodes is the armorer. She doesn't even have a name. She's never spoken about anything except for making armor for... <laughs> 
the so, man for Mando. And when so, more women come in, maybe people will stop being like, "Oh, this is a great show." They might be like, "I hope uh, that's not the oh, case." Oh, there are too many women. It's right. Boring I'm, now. I, I just, I it's just old, feel. I mean, it's supposed to have an old country style, and I feel like old country nowadays. Old is, western. Yeah. Old western yeah. nowadays is like white people and men. Old Western nowadays? That's an oxymoron. There's a contradiction. Yeah. Oh. You mean you feel like Old Westerns were white men? Yeah, of course it was. The stereotype is they're mostly white, like, men. Yeah. Like, are like, love that style of... No, I don't know. I don't know what I'm talking about. Okay. It's okay. Um... (laughs) Yeah, no, I think I mean I think you're onto something there, Liam. Like they said, this is going to be like a, a Western Star Wars, and if you watch old Western movies, the there's not a lot of speaking women in them, or if there are, you know, they're, you know it's Western always in relation movies, to the men. It's and, mostly mostly white men. Yeah, yeah, a lot of times. I feel like so. Anyway, it's you know it's not something that I mean I'm I'm loving this show and I'm really enjoying yeah, me it and too. I think you know I'm hoping that this doesn't happen right I'm hoping that everybody continues to love the show, mm-hmm. but um, yeah let's we just know see we will we'll, we, love it we'll know more. why they we'll know why they stop loving it uh, after the next couple episodes whether they say so or not yeah I think it's gonna be too much of a coincidence that they're all of a sudden like well I don't know about this show. You know? Yeah. <laughs> I don't know about this Cara Dune. She seems kind of unrealistic. Uh, <laughs> just, you seem kind of unrealistic. Just wait for it. Uh, seriously. <laughs> yeah, you seem kind of unrealistic. <laughs> I just, I don't have a lot of faith in in the fandom to uh, to be okay with with awesome women characters. So, because uh, we, we saw what they did with Rose and Ray. So, um. We'll no, see. Prove see me wrong, Star Wars them. fandom. Prove me yeah. wrong. Huh. Huh. All right. So meanwhile, the Yodlet has removed a little ball, a little, oh, a little, oh, little tiny, t- tiny choking hazard from uh, one of the levers in Mando's ship, and uh, he appears to be attempting to eat it. He does put it up to his mouth, and Mando says, "It's not a toy." <laughs> Which I love that there's the word toy. I just love that in Star Wars. Yeah. We know there's toys. We see like Jin. Had a bunch of toys growing up in Rogue One. We see that in the visual guide, and we actually see some of her yeah, toys in the movie. Um, but but just kind of cool, like and Ray. Did, Ray has toys. Ray yeah. has yeah the little little doll that she and made, Anakin had toys too. Toy. Anakin had some uh, yeah. toys. Luke even had a toy. He had a model of a he had a model of his. Uh, Skyhopper or whatever you call it, the little uh, triangle wings, and he he's like he like in one of the scenes in the New Hope, oh, he's yeah, like sitting there and pretending that. to fly this toy. He's like fourteen, like do, and he's just flying his <laughs> he's little 19. toy around. He's nineteen. Yeah. What? <laughs> he's he's pretending nineteen. Luke and Leia are nineteen in a New Hope. Fourteen. No one. What was Hope? I thinking about then? I don't know. In a I was New thinking Hope? about someone. In 14. Maybe Ezra was fourteen when he met him in Rogue One. That in was Rebels. That was it. That's yeah, it. I was like, he but seems then, old to be fourteen. But then the, that show takes place over the course yeah. of five years, All so right. he's about nineteen okay. uh, at the end of it. Got it. So yeah, um, they go to they go to the, the planet, which I wish we had a name for this planet, but we don't yet. Uh, they go to the bounty hunter planet, uh, and we see some Jawas on their walk to the client. Some Jawas on the street. So Jawas are they, they've they've spread across the galaxy. We didn't see them anywhere except for Tatooine in the in the first uh, seven movies, eight now movies. On that other weird place. Um, but now they're yeah on Arvala Seven, which is where uh, where and found the Yodlets and the Bounty Hunter planet. Yeah, which from space looks a little bit like Sullust. Kind of has like lava cracks and stuff, and it's all gray, and like the the rocks kind of look like dried lava, you know. Mm. But I don't think it is solid. I don't know. I don't think it is, but it does. It, uh, it does if, look like solid. It so. is solid. It looks nothing like what solid looks like in Battlefront Two. Oh, but I mean, there's different parts of solid. Like not yeah. all of it would look like that one part, but yeah. That's it's, usually planets in Star Wars. You know, what's weird? What? You know. You. Every every <laughs> stars planet I can think of uh-huh. has an ecosystem or an atmosphere mm-hmm. like almost exact to one we have on Earth. Mm-hmm. Like, can they make 
a new environment. Mm-hmm. That would be so cool. Mm-hmm. I think we're going to see could do that. something like that in the in, Rise of Skywalker. Because of like the, lightning the lightning planet? planet. Yeah. But also, I feel like... Um, but also, like, okay, I guess. Mm, I there's um Are there the other planets? Cloud, Cloud City is a little... That's true. Yeah. But, yeah. That, but that is, like, kind of like Jupiter. It's not mm. called Cloud yeah. It's yeah. a gas. Bespin. Yeah. Cloud gas. Right, right. Yeah. Um, Cloud City is the city. Yeah, I just uh-huh. couldn't think of the name. Uh-huh. It's uh-huh. like... I knew the you guys knew it. Wouldn't know capital. What I would it's like the capital of of Bespin. Of Bespin. I don't know. I'm not I sure. Think it is. the capital of Minnesota. Mm, yeah, I'm not sure. That reminds me of something we need to talk about later. Okay, I guess we'll get to it later. I'm not sure. Yeah, let's do it. Um, so when the client sees the yodlet. He says, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> He's like so happy. It's just so weird. <laughs> he just is so... Because it's probably like he sent out tons out there around Dan Dirt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then finally and, he gets... And it does, yeah. It turns out that yeah. it, it is the client who sent the other bounty hunters. Which, which makes no sense. Because he told them to kill him? Yeah, right. I mean, I wonder, like... They were trying to kill the Yodlet. Mando had the instructions you know preferably alive um so i wonder if maybe they didn't want it to seem like it was the same person because they maybe maybe um i i wonder if maybe like i don't think every bounty hunter had a meeting with the client the way the mandalorian did yeah so maybe dr pershing wasn't there to be like that could be or like so he didn't have to be like um like, he's preferably alive mm, yeah. or something. He or could may- just be, like, bring it back. Maybe the Mandalorian was his first choice. And then after that, everybody else was like, just in case, just kill the thing and bring it back. You know? Oh, yeah. Like, they wouldn't expect them to be able to bring it back alive. But the Mandalorian, he's so good that maybe he could bring the Yoda oh, back yeah. alive. And and we can say him now and he, because Dr. Pershing did call him a him. So, if we can believe Dr. Pershing... Which I'm not sure if we can. He's probably Yoda is kid. a boy or a man. I, I don't guess think he's 50 years old. He's <laughs> a man. Still a boy. A I'll boy call in him the a Yoda kid. species. Yeah, and then and then um, the client says to the Mandalorian, uh, "To the winner goes the spoils," and that means like people who win get the stuff, right? But also like the spoils of war is what you like uh, the winning side of a war, at least in history, like. They would just get all of the belongings of the side that they beat. They would just take things from them. You know, if there's a big battle, the winners would just take stuff, and that, Why that would not? be that was called the spoils of war, right? Yeah, and, I call it looting. And well, yeah, sure, it's like looting. It is. <laughs> it is. And, it's like and, you uh, kill someone, take their things. It's sure. Fortnite. So, <laughs> or so the, like, <laughs> if your friend dies in battle, they would want you to take their things so you could survive. So, well, that's different. <laughs> yeah, it's very different because um, the person who you killed, you're taking their stuff. So, <laughs> so the spoils that he's talking about are actually spoils of war because the empire took the Beskar, right? So I like that. I thought that was a pretty cool thing. Um, yeah, and then uh, what, Liam? Speaking what does he take of, out okay. from underneath his desk? So he takes out a thing and he goes, "Here is your Beskar." And remember how we talked about Camp Tono? In the episode before, and I think the one before that, too. And how the only thing we found online for it is a little girl who can't say ice cream correctly. So she says Camp Tono instead. (laughs) She likes to say ice cream. So Camp Tono. So um, the man, the client, takes out out his... um, thing and it's an ice cream maker mm-hmm. and you guys were both like oh, it's an ice cream maker it's the ice cream maker that's so cool like mm-hmm. the will row hoods the, and the stuff Willow Hood, yeah the but things that the will row that's yeah. why you thought it was cool uh-huh. and i realized i thought it was cool because no, it just i took realized, me a while to process it i realized 
Liam, ice cream. Liam, Liam yelled it out. You ice realize cream. it first. I, I was. I just I took said a while ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Ice cream. Oh my gosh! Imagine them going around at celebration next year. Can't go now. Can't go now. You know they're going to. Oh, they will. Well, they're going to scream ice cream, but then like they're also going to put Camp Tono into it. Of course. Like like ice cream. Camp Tono. Right. So we are, of course, talking about the running of the Willow Hoods, in case people don't know. The Willow Hoods are the Aren't people who dress up. I know. They amazing. dress up in orange jumpsuits. We got stuff from them, right? We did. Yeah. We, got, we got some. I have an ice cream some... maker in my little, um, like, <laughs> I have the little ice cream eraser they uh-huh. gave me yeah, yeah. in, like, my keepsake collection. Yeah, we got some Willow Hood merch. What did we uh, get from them? Some swag. <laughs> I don't remember. I think it was a little thing on a stick or something like that ice cream on a stick or i don't remember anyway so so this is all in the empire strikes back on cloud city speaking of cloud city um you know when they're evacuating there's a guy running through the hall really fast with an ice cream maker but the the can't tell no (laughs) who knows what could have been in it who knows maybe he had some best car in there maybe probably not it's called a camtono in star wars it's a camtono it's called a camtono now that's what those are (laughs) they named them it's uh, great. It's so I love great. it. It's so great. So, all right. So, yeah. So, listen to our last episode, and and I, I know two episodes ago. Two episodes ago, so we mostly Camtono. talked about it. Yeah, yeah. Oh, we did mention it. Yeah, yeah, we had to have mentioned it. Yeah, we had to. So yeah, and then uh, the client says, finding a Mandalorian in these trying times is more difficult than finding the steel, uh, because the client doesn't know, like we see later. And actually, we saw before, nobody knows on that planet that there's a whole group of Mandalorians living underground. They're living there, and nobody knows about them. There are 30 of them, probably. Yeah, maybe not 30. 10? 15? 15, maybe? Mm, and yeah. there's little kids living there, 15, too. 20. There's kids, the foundlings. There's little foundlings, they call them, living there, too. And they, they have helmets are? on. Yeah, in, in the first episode, we see them running through the halls, these two kids in helmets. Mm. They're little Mandalorians. Uh... Cute. And they have to be in helmets, otherwise they wouldn't be Mandalorians, according to these Mandalorians, which we'll hear about in a little bit. I love this. So then the Mandalorian leaves, and then we get the title card. The Mandalorian. This far into the episode. I just love it. Six and a half minutes into the episode. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and then it says The Mandalorian. <laughs> I love that. Um, who used to do that? There's some show where it would go like 15, 20 minutes sometimes into the show and then it'd give the title card. How long were the episodes? Uh, like an hour long episode, yeah. Oh. 45 minutes. It's funny. I can't remember what show that was. Anyway, so Mando heads straight to the armorer again after getting the best car again, just like the first episode. It actually felt a little repetitive, to tell you the truth, but it makes sense. Um, so the, the, the others there... The other Mandalorians there, they notice the amount of Beskar, right? Yeah. And according to the um, subtitles, the big, the big guy, the big Mando with the big weapon and stuff, is called heavy the machine in- gunner. Yeah, heavy infantry is what they call him in the subtitles, and he's voiced by Dave uh, by John Favreau. Really, the machine gunner? I like that name. Heavy infantry. Yep. The machine gunner. Okay, so the machine gunner says that Mando <laughs> is working. He, he says that Mando is wor- sitting down at the table with the Empire, basically. You know, kind of working for the Empire. And the Empire is the reason that they're underground in the first place, and only come out one at a time. So he's kind of criticizing Mando, right? He's saying, like, this steel, this Beskar is tainted, you know? And the Empire tainted this, you know? It's, it's not... We shouldn't even be trying to get this back, because it was, you know... We have to work with the Empire to get it. Although the Empire's gone, Right? So, so he's going to like start fighting Mando, right? And I watched when I watched this again when I was writing these show notes. He actually gra- puts his hand underneath his helmet. What? And tries to pull his helmet off. Seriously? Yeah, yeah, he does. Like he when he he doesn't like punch him. He actually grabs at his at Mando's helmet and tries to pull it off. Because if he got his helmet off, he wouldn't be a Mandalorian anymore. I think that's the rule, right? I know. So no, wait, no. Mando yeah. he not be a Mandalorian no. anymore. Because the question is, have you ever removed your helmet? And he says no. So he has to and then she asks again, the has anyone ever removed your helmet? Has anyone else ever removed your helmet? No. 
So if someone else removes his helmet, whether it's in combat or he lets them remove it, right? Then he's not man. He's not part of these Mandalorians anymore. It's but really how does he sleep? Okay, well, we'll, these, we'll talk about that. These Mandalorians, well, because obviously. the other Mandalorians take their helmets off. Well, obviously, I mean, like yeah. we know that and rebels. Yeah, okay, I mean, yeah, these like, Mandalorians. But maybe these are the, maybe these are only the only thing left of Mandalorians. We don't know. Maybe you know, and and a lot of times when when people are oppressed or a lot of people are killed in a in a group, you know, the people who are left end up getting kind of radicalized, right? Because they feel powerless and they have to like, they have to really cling to like their traditions. So maybe like this is like ancient Mandalorian tradition that they're clinging to in order to try to maintain their culture. You know what I mean? Like they have to maintain their culture. So they're making these super strict rules. And you know, that's what happens when, when cultures get oppressed so much, then they, they kind of, they get really uh, insular, right? Where they, they, they protect each other and shut everybody else out, right? Yeah. So, so they fight, Mando and uh, and uh, the heavy infantry, machine gunner, machine gunner, who whose name, according to the credits, is Paz Vizla, which is spelled differently. I saw that. Then. Than Visla of like Clan Visla that we know from the Clone Wars and like pre Visla who was voiced also by John Favreau in the Clone Wars and then also we know of um, I think there's there's Clan Visla in Rebels too they're named um, and um, Tar Visla who is the ancient Mandalorian who became a Jedi who who forged the dark saber right. Uh, he was Clan Visla as well, right? But this is Visla, so it's either a misspelling or it's a different clan. Because in Legends, in the Old Republic, there is a clan called Visla with just a Z and not an S Z. So who knows? <laughs> it might not actually. He might not actually be related to uh, to Pre Visla, which would be really strange because they're both voiced by the same guy. So I don't know. But might, are you positive? Might have just been. Oh yes. Oh yeah. That's John Favreau. For sure. You're positive. Yep. yep, I'm positive. Okay. Yep. Or someone doing a really good John Favreau impression. <laughs> I don't know. Um, no, I think it's him. So yeah, so the armor shuts down their fights like the boss that she is, and she is the leader of these Mandalorians, um, no doubt. Yeah, it's very uh, And like I, I heard an interview with her on uh, the podcast that Anthony Bresnikin does with uh, another person from Variety, and they interview like cast members and stuff. And she basically called herself the the head of these Mandalorians too. So, yeah. Um, so she asks. She is the leader of the main character. Yeah. She's a boss. She's a boss. So, She's a boss. So yeah, she asks Mando, "Have you ever removed your helmet? Has it ever been removed by others?" And he says no to both. And then she says, "This is the way." And then they all repeat, "This is the way." It's very. <laughs> and then ma- the machine gunner goes, "This is the way." And yeah. then the Mandalorian goes. This is the way. Yeah. And then I go, this is the way! Okay. <laughs> they stop fighting because that's the way. Yeah. Like, once she said that and he answered the way he answered, then everybody kind of remembered, like, ah, we're all Mandalorians here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And uh, I like... She said it sooner. Or man, maybe mm. the Mando wouldn't be a Mandalorian mm. there. Maybe. Well, you know, it's funny when Mando, they when they start not fighting. Mandalorian. <laughs> when they start fighting, she just sits there. She's like, "Oh gosh, these guys!" <laughs> like she even looks down. She just looks. She kind of looks away from the fight. Like, eh, these kids are in a fight, you know. And then she stops once once they pull knives on each other and they're gonna yeah. slit each other's throats. <laughs> so yeah, good for her. Uh, so then she says, "Like, uh, how did you get injured?" And he Who said, did you slay to get injured or something? Something like that. And and he said, a, a mudhorn. Uh, and so she says, this is going to be your signet, right? So this is like, yeah, your symbol. And he says, I was helped by an enemy. I love that. So, like, and, it wasn't fair. Yeah. That. And it she wasn't said, an enemy. She said, why would an enemy help you in battle? And he says, it did not know it was my enemy. Oh, that's so hard. <laughs> He's feeling so guilty, you know, about giving the yodlet over. 
to to these people. Who knows what they're doing to the Yodlet right now while he's meeting with them. One thing that I didn't mention the first episode, I didn't even catch it. I think I heard, um, I think I heard, uh, maybe Ryan from me and my Padawan. Uh, he has this really great daily podcast that he's doing now. Um, I think I heard him, either him or, um, Alan Voivod, who is one of those daily podcasts I listen to, uh, talk (laughs) about how like, Hey, she has spikes on her helmet, which is kind of like, the Mandalorians who followed Darth Maul. Her yeah. spikes are her spikes are very rounded. They're not super pointy and like the ones that followed Maul. Either. But we've never seen Mandalorians with things like that on their helmets at all. So the closest thing we have to this are the ones who followed Maul. So are the Mandalorians who somehow survived the purge the the Maul followers? You know, like uh, somehow did they survive, but other Mandalorians didn't? Or I don't know. I mean, I don't think Maul had, at the time of, like, the the Empire, I don't think Maul still had Mandalorians with him. I don't think. He still had the Darksaber during the time of Rebels. So, I don't know. I'm not sure. Do we remember Liam and Son of Dathomir? Did, nope. he, did he have the Mandalorians still following him at the end of that story? I don't know. I can't remember. I gotta read that again. We have it. Well, I own it, but we also have the trade paperback from the library. Yeah, because so. we're not taking it out of the bag because it's pretty rare. <laughs> yeah, those are like the only comics I will not allow you to take out of the bag. Um, so, so because she's not going to make the signet, she'll use the excess to forge whistling birds. And of course, of course, reserve some for the foundlings. Of course. Of course. Because this is the way. Um <laughs> So when she's making the armor, we get flashbacks again of Mando as a and child. And they're longer. They are. And we finally, we actually see battle droids in these ones and, and the the droid gunship. Uh, super battle droids we see. And there's parents uh, hide them in a cellar. Yep. And then they're like, like I can see them be like saying, like they don't mm-hmm. say anything, but I can see them saying, just stay here, you'll be safe. Mm-hmm. Don't worry about us. Mm-hmm. And then they just close it and he's yeah. just there. Alone. And then there's a giant explosion now. It's like Jin. Yeah, it is. And then you can tell that basically they were killed basically yeah, right after basically. they closed that door. And then the door opens up and a super battle droid is looking down at him. And, and then we, we don't, don't know, know how he got saved, but he did. I loved the when the door closed, he reached his hand up to his parents very much in the same way that Yoda reaches or the, the Yodlet reaches his hand up to him in the first episode. He did? Yeah. Oh, he reaches out. He reaches out. I to told try to you get. about how that's the reason he wants to take care of the Yodlet because his parents yeah. weren't there for him because they died. Like what's the what's the line from Hamilton? From Hamilton? Yeah, you're an orphan. Of course. Of course, I'm an orphan. No, it's it's um, <laughs> it's it's in uh, Theodo- Dear Theodosia. Uh-huh. It's like, um, my father wasn't around. I swear that I'll be around for you. I'll do whatever it takes. I'll make oh. a million mistakes. Oh, that one, yeah. I'll make the world safe and sound for you. There you go. It's so, so sweet. <laughs> yeah, so yeah that's that basically song. that could be the theme song to the Mandalorian. <laughs> okay. Oh, my. Uh, dear little Yoda. What to say to you? You have big eyes. You have little pointy ears. <laughs> when I first saw you, you I killed were my about G-11. to die. <laughs> and you broke my heart. No, no, no. When I first saw you, you were about to die. So I broke his heart. Literally. <laughs> Oh, I feel a spoof coming on. We'll have to write it up for next episode. Yes, <laughs> dear Tiny Yoda. What All right. Oh, best remix ever. Okay, so, so, um, so yes. Uh, according to Grief Karga, Mandalorian walks into the bar. He's got his new armor on. He's just strutting He's into so the bar shiny. with his new shiny armor. It looks awesome. And Grief Cargo's like, Mando! He's like so happy. <laughs> He's like, you sent me! <laughs> All the bounty hunters got fobs, according to Grief Cargo. Uh, so I don't think this means they all met with the client. But I think they all got kind of generic, like, mm, bring in this 50-year-old dead. 
Maybe Grief gave all of them the fobs. Maybe the client only gave the Mandalorian the fob. And, uh, and Grief Cargo seemed to know, by the time Mando got back, he knew that this, this target, this, uh, the asset, was a little, a little yodlet. Right? He's like, I don't know what he wants with the thing. Either eat it or hang it on its wall. Hanging on his wall, he says, right? So he must have known what the the asset was, you know? Mm-hmm. I don't know. So, weird. Um, yeah, so he says, uh, and the Mandalorian, you know, is like, what are they going to do with it? He should say, I, I, I really want him to start saying him. I hope he does this next episode, because yeah. he's not an it, he's a he. Uh, and, and Grief says, if it bothers you, go back to the core and report them to the New Republic. And Mando says, that's a joke. <laughs> yeah, that's interesting. Because, you know, the New Republic is the law and order of the of the galaxy now, but, jeez, it doesn't seem like they have any authority out here. These planets yeah, where these people are. Which, I mean, it was the same way in the Empire. You can't say the Empire had all these planets under control, because Tatooine was controlled by the Huts, you know. Etc., etc. So, um, so Mando takes a job, and he's gonna leave the planet. And it's just like breaking my heart at this point. I'm like, no, he's gotta go back. He's yeah, gotta he's go back. Gotta go back. For but you know, I honestly didn't know how it was gonna go because I thought maybe they, maybe they're just, you know, maybe at the end of the season he'll go back, or, oh, maybe. or you know what I mean? Like they're gonna really play it out and make it, make him really hard, and and really like uh, just push it all down, you know? Yeah. But instead, he reaches for that lever, and the ball is off the lever. And he puts it, back, he puts on, it back on, and he sits there for a while, and then he powers his engine down. And I'm like, like, yes! yes. <laughs> I'm like, yeah, I was so happy. Yes! Here yeah, we go. I knew it when oh. he put that little ball back on. When he saw it, I was like, <laughs> he has to go back. It's too much of a memory. He loves that uh, little yodelet. He loves that little guy. He needs to go back! <laughs> so he goes back, and he sees the little stroller, the little space stroller in the dumpster. Oh, and so sad! And he knows... He, uh, you're not taking care of this guy. Uh-huh. He needs like, a stroller. Like, yeah. He needs a stroller. He needs a stroller. And the, a- the one good thing about the stroller and the dumpster is that, uh, after that we see him actually hold the yodlet, which just melts my heart. Oh, um, so, so, so we're not there yet, though, because <laughs> he, he's looking through the walls and he's listening with his whatever heat heat gun, I don't know, uh, and he hears the he hears the client say to Dr. Pershing, I don't care, and this is what the subtitles say, I don't care, I order you to extract the necessary material and be done with it. And Dr. Pershing says, he has explicitly ordered us to bring it back alive. Who? Wait. Who has I ordered I didn't them? hear that, it was too yeah. muffled. They're but like, working for somebody? I order you they to are. extract the necessary material. Uh-huh. He has explicitly uh-huh. ordered us to bring it back alive. Uh-huh. What the heck? And then the client... That's what not the big mean? part. He has explicitly, like... They have a boss. They have a boss. It's a yeah. big boss. Who's he? And it's not as much of a boss material. as the armor. What are they going to extract out of that goat? Huh? I want to they... know if you hurt him are they... in any way, shape, or form, <laughs> I will hurt you. We will come for you. We will come for you. It's like we just get in a spaceship. (laughs) Okay, next galaxy. Nope, not Mm. that one. Next one. Well, it is far, far away. (laughs) We can't go far away. We have to go far, far away. So the client says, finish your business quickly, as I no longer can guarantee your safety. Oof. So, Mando goes in. I counted. He takes down fourteen stormtroopers. Wow. I don't think he kills. I don't think he kills all of them. No, I don't most think of so. them he does, but not all of them. Um, the, just the ones he has to, maybe. He More, knocks them out. Yeah, that's for sure. Uh, and when he gets to the the lab, there's that hover droid from A New Hope. The <laughs> droid, you know. He goes, yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. I love that uh, sound. He shoots, he shoots the droid. Yeah, I do too. Wait, I want to know uh, how that sound was made. It was just someone going. No, I don't know. It's in the sound book. Yeah, we'll have to look, I it look at it. Um, so, so yeah, uh, Doctor Pershing says that he protected the yodlet. If it wasn't for him, he'd be dead by now. That made me 
trust him like the teensiest bit more. Yeah, yeah. But he, like I, also like I think you know he felt like his life was in danger. And yeah. Was he just saying anything to? I, I think but I do. No, believe I him. think he. I think I believe him. I too. believe him. Yeah. I think he's not as bad as the client. Right. But I think he's still. Mm -hmm. Speaking of the client, where is he yeah. during all this? He was yeah. just in the building. Like, where the heck is he? <laughs> he's hiding under a cabinet or something. Uh, I think he is still there because of what happens after this. Uh, but um, but yeah, I wonder whether they extracted everything, anything from Yoda. Like, did they extract it? Did they? Probably not. Probably because, not. It was barely any Because time. that droid was hovering and then he shot it down. I think that was supposed to kind of tell us, like, they haven't done it yet. You know? Yeah. And uh, also, they were just like, it was him. barely any time. Also, they were yeah. from, like, when he's having a conversation to when he... Well, oh, that's true. That's true. Oh, that's a good point. Yeah, it because was, like, he, five he, minutes. Because he hadn't extracted it yet. Right. That's true. That's a good point, yes. it he had, They'd been there for a while. Right. Like, he went and got his armor made. Like, what were they doing in that time? Right. Anyway. Um, TV. Having yeah. a roast battle. Yeah? Were they were they having a roast battle? <laughs> yeah. Roast battle. Okay. like, well, you're a Well... You care too much about the Yoda. Okay. I got so, so much better ones. Do we have any theories? Star Wars roast. Do we have any theories about what they want the Yoda for? What were they extracting? Any thoughts? Force. Can they do that? Can they extract the force? The Metaclorians? I I don't think so. But what if they could? Well, are they just extracting DNA to clone? Yeah. The Yodlet? or no, what are they, what are they? DNA wouldn't be a part. It could just be blood. Oh, it could be anything. They can get the DNA from anything. So yeah, they'd be extracting. They could. They could Why pluck a. They pluck, they a pluck a hair. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a, a good point. Tiny little gray so, Yoda hair. Yeah. So, it's kind of like peach fuzz at this at the time. It's not really gray yet. It's just starting to grow. He doesn't even have a mustache yet. What? <laughs> Yoda doesn't have a. Mustache. How do you know? He's nine hundred years old when we meet him. Maybe from age. 400 True. to 700, Yoda's species has, they rock facial hair. Who knows? <laughs> they rock facial hair. <laughs> Speaking of facial hair, let's go back to the Mandalorians never taking off their helmet for a minute. Anna, you talked about how, like, don't they take it off to sleep? And I'm thinking, like, if they never took off their helmets, they'd have beards down to here. Oh, yeah. And their hair <laughs> they could would never be, like, shave. super long. <laughs> so, of course, they take their helmets off in, in privacy. They have yeah, to. They have they to. Have to. And they have to. There's no way they can leave it on all the time. They, But they must, you know, they have to make sure they're in private. They have to take their helmets off. I'm sorry. Yeah, they Unless do. Unless they have, like, special, like, space nair. Uh, so, you know what, what nair is? No. Nair is, like, this chemical that you can put on your legs and stuff, and it kills the hair. And no hair will grow back for, like, a month, maybe. That's cool. Ugh, it's gross, though. I mean, it's not good for your skin it or isn't. your hair or anything. But... But maybe they have like special space nair, where they just spread it all over their face. <laughs> Wait, could hair. you put that on your head? <laughs> I could. I'm not going to. That's Wait, gross. and you go bald? Well, maybe for just a little bit. I don't know. It'd come back. I would never want to do that. Oh, yeah. I heard. I hear it burns and stuff. Maybe they don't. Oh. They, I don't even know if they sell nair anymore. It's it's a thing from my childhood that I remember. So. <laughs> <clears throat> I used to put it on all the time. No, I was joking. Uh, <laughs> yeah, because you had a beard when you were a child. Mm -hmm. And a ton of leg hair. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And some <laughs> armpit hair, too. Uh, I wouldn't mind putting it on my armpit hair, actually. It just annoys me sometimes, having armpit hair. You could just shave, shave it. Have to put hair. No, hair armpits are really, really sensitive. All right, let's stop talking about Don't hair. Don't touch Come on. my armpits. They're sensitive. Oh, my Lord. All right, so so once he leaves with the Yodlet, all of the other bounty hunters' fobs go off. And how did that happen? My guess is that the client was still in the building, and once and he knew what was happening, right? So once once he was able to, he activated the fobs again. So like find this Yoda again, right? Find the find the Yodlet. So there's a big showdown in the town, right? Mando takes out a bunch of people, but there's a bunch left. And the Mandalorian show and up to save the day. And the armor shuts down another fight it's like a great. boss. Yeah, that you know what? Good the armor probably did send those Mandalorians. I didn't see her though. She was no, there. she was there. I don't there. think she was there. Interesting. I didn't see her. Hmm, interesting. Maybe she's just uh, she has to be hidden. She's just like on the couch drinking her uh, evening coffee, you know, <laughs> having some chips, watching yeah. TV. 
totally. There's uh-huh. totally TV in Star Wars. Yeah, she was watching the holiday special. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! All right, let's go. Or she if was she just does, watching. She has a terrible taste in Gormanda's Gormanda's cooking show. Oh yeah, yeah. of oh, course. I think I told you guys, but I don't think yeah. I told it on the podcast. One time, I was just whipping my hair. Yes, you did. I did tell it on the yes. podcast. <laughs> you did. Yeah, I just went my hair. No, you don't have to no, tell it again. I was like, whoops, no. I think it was at school. Yes, it was. And I had no, and no one had goes. no idea why I I've was doing it. it. I've heard it before. Okay, so, so Paz Vizla kind of lands right next to Mando and, and says, get out of here. And Mando says, you're going to have to relocate the covert. And he says, this is the way. So the, this is the, the way. So that's what they call their their little group of Mandalorians, the covert. Oh my gosh, I gotta make a rap song called "This Is the Way." This is the way. Or maybe that's where that's not. This rap. is the way. Or maybe well, that's like today. where they are. Like it could be the group, or it could be where they are, like their base. The relocate covert. the base. Sure. Yeah. Good point. Uh, it could be either one. So grief when he realizes when grief realized yeah okay you'll have a good easy time writing that song yeah so like easiest rap song so grief realizes it's a losing battle in this shootout so he goes and hides on Mando's ship and and Mando uh, shoots him in the heart but uh, but as we saw earlier in the episode and as the Mandalorian also saw he's rich there's Beskar right there where his heart was and. so I think the Mandalorian was probably aiming for the Beskar. Probably. I don't think he intended to kill Grief. There was so much smoke, though. Yeah, but he's a good Me shot. Me and Fred had a good argument about that. Did you? He was on the side that Mandalorian meant to kill him. Mm. And I was on the side that Mandalorian knew was there because Mandalorian has the best aim ever. Yeah. Yeah. But there was a ton of smoke. How could he see mm. through it? He's got a helmet on that can probably see through a lot of environmental things like that he's got this heat sensor like why would he have done that actually think of think of this he's got heat like he can see heat signatures through his helmet so is the beskar could he see like where the beskar was cold sure and shoot that yeah exactly it probably yeah lit up on his scope Probably. Beat that, Fred. All right. Well, you can lord that over Fred on <laughs> on Monday when we go back to school. We just got the oh, news. It's so nice. We're recording this five on Tuesday. Day weekend, two day week <laughs> instead of five day week yes, and two day Thanksgiving break. But there's a snow day tomorrow, so it's yeah. like yeah, yeah, yeah. We got a so snow day tomorrow because it's going to snow a lot tonight. Awesome. We're so happy. So I don't know why I wanted a snow day so much tomorrow, but oh, I just did. I know exactly why I did. Why? Because the kids. Yeah, well, why didn't you want a snow day some other day? My students, if my if any of my students listen to this, they'll totally understand what I mean. <laughs> Do you still get paid <laughs> on snow days? No, that's okay with me. I'll take it. I'll take the day. So, so anyway, um, so the Mandalorian lifts off with the with the Yodlip and uh, Paz Vizla. Flies up to give him a little salute. Mando says he has to get himself a jetpack, and uh, and then he gives the small choking hazard back to the Yodlet. <laughs> Goes through all that just for the Yodlet to to die choking on a little. <laughs> See, <laughs> little you're dark ball. too. Well, I don't. I mean, it's a choking hazard. People, come on, careful. Be care- more careful with your kids. Yeah. <laughs> so this episode was thirty six minutes and eight seconds long. Um, wow, but, Daddy. but it was a very long, it was a very long previously on, uh, it was actually a minute and eight seconds long. So actually this episode was 35 minutes long. That barely any difference. 35 minutes to 36 minutes and eight seconds. Yeah. It's a minute and eight seconds difference. It adds up. It okay. does. It did seem longer to me. We could have brought I got him coming to the about when you really wait, think about it. We probably could have got him coming to the planet that he's going that he's going to go to in the next mm. in the well, next episode in that one minute. True. I keep probably. waiting for like a longer episode. Yeah. Because I know like uh John They Favreau need to did give us say, an hour hour long episode. I hope we so. I hope like the second half of the season is longer episodes, but but he said that episodes are as long as they need to be, you know, like they're not gonna f- use filler and stuff so hopefully we get some episodes that need to be an hour long because eh, these are kind of short 
I want long episodes. I want long. I want a lot. The it more, the better. It seemed kind of long to me. Yeah. But like in reality, when you think about it, mm. it's just he delivers Yoda, gets the Beskar, goes to the place, fights. Yeah. Then mm-hmm. he pretty much from that he just goes to the bar, barely spends any time there at yeah. all. Then not a lot happened. Is that oh, what you're saying? Yeah. Okay. And then he goes. I feel the whole thing to rescue the yeah. outlet. Then there's a fight, and then he takes off. Like there's barely anything that so happens. So here's what takes time in in television shows and movies. Characterization takes time, and character interactions take time. True. Dialogue takes time. So True. I'm hoping the next episode. Which is going to be another chapter written by John Favreau, but this time directed by uh, Bryce Dallas Howard, and it's going to introduce Cara Dune, from what I've heard. <gasps> um, I'm hoping that episode will be longer because there's going to be more dialogue, um, and uh, yeah. So I, I really hope hope that's the case. Um, How many episodes is it going to be in the season? There's eight. eight episodes this season. So next episode, the third. we will have gotten halfway through. Halfway through. That's the midway point, um, and oh, and you know Bryce Dallas. I I want like Bryce Dallas Howard. So she is an accomplished actress. Um, she's been in the Jurassic Worlds and is she many other things. To she Ron is Howard? she is the daughter of director the director of Solo, Ron Howard. Oh, uh, and he that was directed, a joke. Well, you've heard that before. I've already told you, but oh, you've okay. forgotten. It's okay. Uh, yeah, Ron Howard directed Solo and a bunch of other things, including Willow. Which is on Disney Plus, and we should watch soon, mm-hmm. um, because I think you'd get a kick out of it. And it's been four thirty-six years since I watched. It. I haven't watched it since it was on HBO, long, long ago. Um, yeah. The first so HBO. The first HBO. Yeah. HBO one point There's like three. No, well, HBO is actually a television station oh. that you can pay to have on your television. But also, there's HBO Go, HBO. That, that's all streaming stuff. I didn't have that when I was a kid. It's 2019. Anyways, it's, it's almost bedtime. <laughs> it's 2019, not 1989. Okay, so <laughs> I'm talking about 1989. Child and telling you it's almost bedtime, so we should probably hurry up. Yeah, but it's almost bedtime because. If we had school tomorrow, we can stay up tonight. We're fine. But you're right. It is almost bad. And I'm exhausted. Okay, you're exhausted. <laughs> All right. Well, let's get going then. It's because um, we watched that Simpsons yeah, episode. Yeah, we watched. I uh, know. It's all because you guys wanted to watch another Simpsons but episode. The Simpsons it's is your like fault. So good. Oh, and I forgot to say 12 whistling birds were made, only four were used. We counted, right? Yeah. So he's got eight left. So if he uses more than eight yeah. in the next episode, <laughs> continuity error. I'm yeah. going to be so mad. <laughs> no, they won't do that. All right. So until next week, use those whistling words sparingly. I have spoken. I have spoken. I have spoken. pretentious singer but it makes me sound like I'm a fancy choir boy (laughs) no leave it your card